coming up. Not only do you need to believe that God can can save who, whoever wants to be saved, who truly wants to be saved, you also need to know that you are a sinner. And when we talk about salvation, we're not talking about just being saved so you can have pleasure. No, you need to understand that your sin is dooming you to hell. Yes, yes, yes. Instead of thinking that you are righteous. No, yeah. you, 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 that you're good. No, you're not good. None of us are. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert Scott of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Whether we believe in God or not, everyone puts their faith in something. How does what you believe impact your eternity? Listen now as Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn challenge us to evaluate our faith to see if it stands strong when put to the test. Here's part two of the message, a faith that failed the test. And then verse 22 goes on to say, at this, the man's face fell because Jesus told him to sell all of his stuff and give it to the poor. He said, that's going to give you eternal life. That's going to take you to a treasure in heaven. He says, you're young and you've had treasure on earth, but you don't, you're lacking what it takes to have treasure on heaven, in heaven. And he says, the thing that's going to get you there is that you sell all your stuff. Now, I want to make this clear. Jesus is not telling all of us to sell all of our stuff so that we can have treasure in heaven. But Jesus is telling this young man that that's what he needed to do right. to get treasure in heaven. Mm -hmm. Because that's what was in his way. That's what he was putting his faith in more than he was putting his faith in God. Mm -hmm. But I do want to say this to you, though. Though Jesus is not asking all of us to sell all of our stuff so that we can have treasure in heaven, he was only asking this young man, what if he did, though? Hmm. What if Jesus did ask you to sell all your stuff? Hmm. Then you will have treasure in heaven. Would you do it? Would you be willing to get rid of your car, your house, your jewelry, mm. everything that you got that's valuable? Would you be willing to get rid of it because God told you to for you to have treasure in hell? Would you be willing to do it? I want you to sit on that and be honest with yourself. Because one of the things that we ought to be able to do is that if God asks some of us, we ought to be able to do it willingly. Give it up. That's right. Because he asked and he told me to do it. So would you be willing to do it? See, some of you, when I said earlier that he wasn't, he's not asking all of us, he was like, I'm glad he ain't, he ain't asking me that. And, that and, and he's not, he's not asking all of us that. Mm -hmm. But still, we need to address the question and ponder the question. If he did, though, would you give up all your stuff? Yeah. So look what the young man did. 
Verse 22 again, it says, at this, the man's face fell. He went away sad. He left. Picture this. He's on his knees saying, Lord, Lord, master, good master. God tells him what he had to do. He, he gets up and goes away. And he goes away sad because he had great wealth. Yeah. He had great wealth. Yeah. And so here he came to Jesus thinking he could do what, was, what it required. He had a false faith about, he had false faith about himself. Right. He said, what good thing can I do? He thought he could fulfill it. He had a false faith about himself. <laughs> he had a false faith about the love of God. He had a false faith. And it led him in the wrong direction because it led him away from Jesus Christ, the one who gives salvation, the one who judges mm -hmm. or determines if our faith is will pass the test. Right. He walked away from Jesus. Mm -hmm because he didn't want to do what God asked him to do. And that was to give up all of his stuff. He rather kept his stuff. You rather have yeah. uh, blessings on earth than blessings in heaven. He rather have temporary blessings mm -hmm. than blessings that last eternally. He yeah. rather have blessings that's going to fade, blessings that people can stake Take, steal, rob, and destroy. Blessings that will rust away. He rather those than have eternal blessings that will never fade, that will never rust away, that will never be corrupted. Mm -hmm. He rather have the rusty yeah. Jaguar. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> that car, it's, it's beautiful when it's new, but at some point it's going to rust away. Mm -hmm. You're talking about a Jag. They, I'm talking they, about the, I'm talking talk about, about Tesla's these Tesla. days. <laughs> I said Jaguar. I can say Tesla. I can say some, any kind some, of Lamborghini, some, yeah, whatever. Yeah, because some folks out there probably going like, what? Well, what are you talking <laughs> Yeah. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. But that's what he chose, and he walked away. Yes, yes. And yes. went in the wrong direction. Yes, yes. So what I want to do now is just give you some tips. <laughs> Write this down. I want to give you some tips to help ensure your faith will pass the test. Just want to give you some tips to help ensure that your faith will pass the test. All right. The first tip is understand God will save anyone who truly wants to be saved. Mm -hmm. Understand God will, will save anyone who truly wants to be saved. All right. Um, and we're talking about truly wanting to be saved. We're not saying he'll save anyone who just want to have a comfortable um, and a pleasure filled life <laughs> or a comfortable and pleasure filled eternity. That's not what we're talking about. No, we're talking about anyone who wants to be saved. You, did, you don't just want fire insurance. You just don't want to not go to hell. No, you want salvation. Yes. God will save anyone who wants salvation. Amen. 
look what this says here in the text. Mark 10, 23 through 27, as Jesus goes on after this rich man leaves. Mm -hmm. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? Mm-hmm. Jesus says it's hard mm-hmm. for rich folk to enter the kingdom of God. And look what it says in verse 24. The disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus said again, children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. Y'all see that? Mm-hmm. Jesus emphasized it. He said it yeah. twice. Yeah. Understand it's hard mm-hmm. for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. And then he says, if you don't get the message then, he gives us an analogy. He says, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. So he gives us an analogy, a metaphor, so that we can see just how hard it is. Now, some have some different ideas on what Jesus meant by this camel. Some think that he was talking about camels kind of going through the gate of a barn or whatever, or coming out the gate of a city. And they, they had this door that was a, a, on the side of the gate mm-hmm. that was a smaller door that is it would it's hard for a camel to get through there some say that that they use that as an analogy and others say it mean god jesus meant just what he meant he just meant the he eye meant. of a needle a sewing needle <laughs> yeah. going through that eye camel going through that some say that Re- regardless of how you take it Jesus just trying to make the point that yeah. it's hard it's hard <laughs> it's very 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 hard mm-hmm. Right. Jesus is making a point. Right. It's either, hard. Yeah. Either analogy is hard. Either way, yeah, it's either hard. Way. Yeah. <laughs> and and he said it twice mm-hmm. so that you can really get the point that it's hard mm-hmm. for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Yes. And then look what happened in verse 26. It says the disciples were even more amazed now that he after he gave this uh, this metaphor, this analogy, they were even more amazed, amazed and they said to each other, who then can be saved? Yeah. They say, well, who can be saved then? Right. And understand how, why they were so amazed because they had the mindset and it was the mindset of the culture that if you were rich, then you were receiving the blessings of God, which was an indication that God was pleased with you. Yeah. That you were a follower of God, that God, you was a believer in God and you pleased God because you were rich. Mm-hmm. And this kind of mentality is surfacing here in our society today. That's why this whole prosperity gospel is, is dangerous in some ways because it insinuates that is the proof that I'm right with God. Mm, mm, yeah. And that's the part of the problem with it. Mm-hmm. And that in and of itself doesn't mean that. We see that with this rich young man who walked away from Jesus. He chose okay. his things over God. Amen. And so God was making a point here. Great point there. And they were amazed. And they asked Jesus, well, who can be saved then? Because if the rich can't be saved, then who can? The ones who got all the blessings, if they can't be saved, well, who can Amen. then? Yeah. Disciples are wondering. Amen. Yes. And then look what Jesus says to them in verse 27. Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible. But not with God. 
-hmm. All things are possible with God. Amen. With God. And so the text, Jesus is saying, the thing that's hard, God can do it. But you got to understand, you got to truly want to be saved. Yeah. You got to truly want to be saved. Amen. The second tip I want to give you to help ensure your faith will pass the test is make being right with, make being right with God the most important thing in your life. Mm -hmm. Make being right with God the most important thing in your life. Look what it says here in 2 Corinthians 5.21. God made him, speaking of Christ, who had no sin to be sin for us. I want to pause on that. God made Christ, who had no sin, who never sinned against God, to become sin for us. Mm -hmm. Why? Because we all have sinned. Right. Okay. We all have it. And if you want to have a faith that passes a test, you must recognize that you are a sinner, that you have sinned against God. Yeah. Not only do you need to believe that God can, can save who, whoever wants to be saved, who truly wants to be saved, mm -hmm. you also need to know that you are a sinner. Yes, yes. And when we talk about salvation, we're not talking about just being saved so you can have pleasure. No, you need to understand that your sin is dooming you to hell. Yes, yes, yes. That you are in desperate need of salvation and of a savior because you are a sinner at your core. You need to believe and understand that about yourself. Instead of thinking right. that you are righteous no yeah. you 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 that you're good no you're not good none of us are anybody good but god nobody's good but god we already saw that yes and you have to make you got to understand god made him to become sin for us mm -hmm. and why did he do it it goes on to say second corinthians 5 21 mm -hmm. so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Yeah. So Jesus became sin for us mm -hmm. so that we might become the righteousness of God so that we can be right with God. Right, right. So Jesus dying for our sins, being buried and rising on the third day is what allowed us to become right with God because mm -hmm. he paid the price for our sin, though he had none. That's right. And we got to make being right with God the most important thing in our life. Mm -hmm. This is a tip if you want your faith to pass the test. Amen. That's right. We have to believe that. And we got to follow him. Mm -hmm. We got to follow him. Yeah, in everything we do. In everything that we do. Amen. Amen. And then look what it says here in Matthew 6, 24. Uh, no one can serve two masters. Mm -hmm. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Amen. You can't serve Amen. both God and money. You can't serve earthly treasures and serve God at the same time. That's right. And we see this young man 
loved his things. Yes, he, he loved his things. His money, his riches more than he loved God. And Jesus declares that you can't have two masters. Money can't be your master. Riches can't be your master. That sin that you caught up in can't be, be your, your master. master. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yes. Can't serve yeah. two masters. Jesus makes that clear. So you got to make being right with God the most important thing in your life. Mm -hmm. Look what Hebrews 11.6 says. And without faith, it is impossible mm -hmm. to please God. Right. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Mm -hmm. So you can't please God without faith. And it has to be a faith that believes that God exists and that God rewards those who seek him diligently or earnestly. Mm -hmm. You got to believe that. That's got to be a part of your faith. And that's going to be a faith that's pleasing to God. So you got to make being right with God important. The most important thing. Yes. And you got to seek God earnestly, diligently knowing that God is real and that God will reward you mm -hmm. for putting your faith in him amen, amen. with eternal life amen. and even blessings and treasures in heaven. Amen. This young yes, man amen. didn't have a faith like that. Mm. He'd rather have his earthly treasure mm. than, his earth, than his eternal treasures. Yes, yes. And then the third and last tip I'm going to give you today to help you ensure your faith will pass the test. Mm -hmm. Truly believe in and follow Jesus Christ. Yeah. Truly believe in and follow Jesus Christ. This means to believe in him is to change your mind. Change your mind about him. Mm -hmm. Okay. To truly believe in him is a changing of your mind. The scripture calls it repentance. Change the way you think about Christ. Amen. Change your mind. And then to follow Jesus Christ, that's repentance too. The two go together because it's a change of your direction. You need to change the way you think. And you need to change your direction, the way, the path your life is on. Instead of moving away from Christ, you need to move toward him. Right, right. And you need to think about Christ as he is who he is. God himself, part of the, the Godhead, the one who died for your sin. Hmm the one who was buried and rose for your justification. You have to believe in that. Look what it says here in John 6, 27, 29 through 29. Jesus speaking, do not work for God for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the son of man will give you. For on him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. So God the Father has put his seal of approval on Jesus Christ, our Lord. Mm -hmm. And he's the one who's going to give you 
uh, the things the, that will endure to eternal life. Verse 28 goes on to say, then they asked him, what must we do to do the works God requires? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Verse 29, Jesus answered, the work of God is this. This is the work of God. Okay. Look what happened here. They asked for plural works. Mm -hmm. What must we do? What works must we do? That God, what are the works that God requires? Jesus says the work, singular, yes. Yes. of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. Mm -hmm. He said that's the single work. You got to believe in the one he sent. And what it's implying here is that belief, biblical belief is not just the way you think. Yeah. It's what follows biblical belief is action. Mm -hmm. So when you believe, truly believe, your behavior will change. You will do different things. And that's why he's saying the work is to believe in the one he sent. Believe he sent Jesus to die for your sin. Mm -hmm. He would believe that he was buried and that he rose on the third day. And that changes how you live. Amen. Amen. What amen. you do with your life. Amen. Talking about a change of mind and a change of direction. Mm -hmm. The rich young man walked away and he didn't follow. Look what it says here, John 3, 17 through 18, after God had already declared that he loved the world, John 3, 16. Yes. 3, 17, 18 says this, for God did not send his son into the world to, to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Mm -hmm. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. So what keeps you from eternal damnation or condemnation is that you believe in the one he sent, Jesus Christ. Yes. But whoever does not believe stands condemned already mm -hmm. because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. Yes. So if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, biblical belief that changes your behavior, that mm -hmm. changes what you do, in your life that changes your mind and changes your direction as it pertains to Christ, then you are condemned already. Yes. And it takes that kind of belief, believing in and following Jesus Christ. It's called repentance mm -hmm. in order to have a faith that will pass the test. And there are other tips the Bible gives on it, but I just gave you three. Mm -hmm. So there may be somebody listening today who may not be sure if they have a faith that passed the test or who may be sure that they have a faith that doesn't pass the test. Mm -hmm. And I want to tell you, I was there before and I want to tell you a short story here of my life because I was at a place where I had a faith that didn't pass the test. I had a faith that said, well, I, 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 you, 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 you treat people good, Rob. You, you, you know, you treat people, right? That's good enough. That'll get you to heaven. Mm -hmm. And I was believing that until I examined it. 
And God showed me, God interrupted my life. And he gave me a vision. And that vision caused me to see that life was bigger than I thought it was. And it told me that you don't have enough faith. You don't, you don't, if you die today, Rob, you, you need to find out. You need to do more than what you've done. You need to learn more than what you know. And I started reading the Bible. Yeah. And I started going to church and reading the Bible and, and learning more. And then I got to the place where I realized my faith don't pass the test. I realized that. I'm telling y'all what happened to me. And I knew that if I died right then, I would not go to, he go to heaven. I would go to hell. And I knew it. But I still had, I still struggled, even though I intellectually knew I didn't want to give up myself. Because the truth was, I had a faith <laughs> in myself. Hmm. I believed in myself. I, I didn't want to lose myself. And I knew it. And I knew I wouldn't make it to heaven. But it was hard still to say yes to God. Yeah. And I would leave church and hope that I lived another seven days so that I can go back to mm -hmm. church again. Mm -hmm. And then God allowed me to live another seven days and yeah. I'm back at church again, yeah. realizing that if I died, I would go to hell and I still didn't give it up. And I don't know how many Sundays this happened. It happened multiple Sundays where I kept going back and hoping I can live more, hoping I can live more. And then one Sunday though, hmm. the preacher says, you better come now while the blood's still running warm in your veins. Yeah. And I thought he knew I was under stress. I thought he knew that my heart was pounding because it was. Yeah. And at that, I gave it up. I said, I surrendered to God. And I yeah. said, Lord, I got up and I went up front and sat in the chair in front of the deacon and I wept like a baby. Yes, yes, yes. Couldn't stop crying. Because mm -hmm. I surrendered. I finally surrendered and said, Lord, I want you more than myself. I want you more than anything else. I want to live for you than I want to live for myself. Yes. I know what it's like to have a faith that doesn't pass a taste cause test because I had it. Yeah. And I want to tell you and, 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 and implore you to not have that kind of faith. Yes. To surrender your life to Christ. Man. It's the absolute best decision you could ever make in your life. Man. And my life has changed ever since. And I want to implore you to make that same decision. Give your life to Christ. Say yes to God so your faith will pass the test. And watch what God will do in your life. And I'm not talking about giving you things. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about changing who you are. You becoming like him. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. 
I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. And so we want to have, we just want the church to be in the walls because we're the church incarnate, as I said earlier, and we just want to stay within the walls of the building. No, 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 no. That's, that's, a, that's a way that the church boxed itself in, boxed the God in us in. Because we think it's all about the building. No, you are the building. That's right. And that doesn't even box God in. Thank you for listening.